Welcome to the Bridge to God's Word podcast with Carla Unseth, a linguistic consultant for missionaries working in Bible translation. We invite you to visit us at www.bridgetogodsword.org to learn more about Carla's ministry. Now, here's linguistic consultant Carla Unseth. Hi, this is Carla Unseth with Building a Bridge to God's Word, and I am back again for our second Advent Reflection, so the second week of Advent. And just a little reminder, our themes as we go through this Advent Reflection, last week was wait, waiting with joy for the Lord, and we lit a yellow candle. And um, this week's is preparing for the Lord's returning, and we'll light a green candle, um, next week we'll be repenting as a way of preparing ourselves, and we'll I'll light a red candle. And the last week we'll be rejoicing, rejoicing in Christ's coming, and that will be a white candle. So um, the theme for this week is preparing. And um, so last week we talked about waiting and waiting with joy and some of the things that we can do while we're waiting both for Christmas, which is Christ's first coming, and for Christ's second coming. So we talked about praying, praising, and preparing. So what exactly does preparation look like? And of course, I go back to the birth of my own daughter, and I had a Facebook post posted just shortly, like maybe a couple days before she was born, and I wrote, Labor bag, hospital bag, going home bag, birth plan, birth strategy. This baby better come soon just so I can stop preparing. So, of course, we do a lot of preparation for those kind of things, for big events. So how do we prepare our hearts then for Christ's coming? And this week, um, I wanted to listen to, so I'll just read you some of the words from the song, O Come All Ye Faithful. And it says, O come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. O come ye, O come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the king of angels. And I like that it says in the song, O come all ye faithful, because preparation requires that faithfulness, that um, continuing, continually preparing. So faithfulness and preparing. So that's a little bit what we're going to talk about this week. So I'm going to start by reading you again a passage from the story of Christ's birth. And this this is Luke 1, 39 through 45. It says, At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. So in this passage, Mary goes to visit Elizabeth. And I think one of the questions that comes to mind is, why did Mary go? Um, you know, the first thing she does when she finds out that she's going to bear the Messiah is go to Elizabeth. And I think that, um, first of all, she knew how difficult things were going to be for her as a virgin 
who's pregnant in a society where pregnancy outside of marriage is very looked down upon. So she knew it was difficult and she wanted to prepare. It was that getting herself, um, you know, taking the time to prepare. And I think specifically she went to Elizabeth for confirmation because the angel told her that Elizabeth would also be pregnant. And Elizabeth, of course, had a miraculous pregnancy as well for encouragement because, again, Elizabeth just went through this a similar miraculous circumstance. So she could encourage Mary to stay strong in this time of difficulty and also for mentor- mentorship. You know, Elizabeth was an older woman. She knew a lot about life. She probably knew some things about child rearing um, just f- through observation, for, through being part of a community. So I think those were kind of the reasons that Mary went and she went to prepare. So I'm going to read another passage then, a little bit more about us and what does our preparation look like. So I'm going to read um, Matthew 25, 1 through 13. It says, at that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps, but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil and jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, our lamps are going out. No, they replied, there may not be enough for both of us for both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on the way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. So probably a lot of us have heard this story before, the passage of the ten virgins and whether or not they were prepared. So again, it's an admonition to be prepared. And I think that one of the things that it teaches us at the end, the bridesmaids who have the oil go in and the ones that are left out, he says, I don't know you. So I think that's really the first thing that we need to do in preparation for the coming of the Lord is, do we know him? We have to know God in order to um, accept and celebrate his first coming and to be ready for his second coming. And that includes, of course, learning who God is the very first time and accepting him, but also for those of us who have been Christians for a while, that daily growth, continually knowing more and more about God, um, continually learning about him. And then I think beyond that, the uh, what we need to do is do the work God has called us to do. And this kind of goes back to the Tony Evans quote from last week about that, how do you wait well? By doing what what you have already been taught to do. So that is the work that God has called us to do. And I think there's kind of three areas of that. One is evangelism and discipleship. Matthew 24, 14 says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. 
So before Christ's second coming will happen, the whole world will hear, and we can be part of that through evangelizing, bringing the gospel to people, and then also through discipleship. So those who already know, helping them to continue to grow in their faith. The second is persevering through suffering. There, there will be suffering while we're waiting in this time. So we need to persevere. Romans 12, 12 says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. So that patient in affliction, it will come, but we need to persevere through it. And then also, we need to encourage each other. So use this time to encourage and strengthen other Christians. 2 Timothy 3.17 says, Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. So part of what we're prepared to do is to encourage other Christians. Um, So we should do that. Encourage one another in our faith. So next week, we're going to talk about another part of preparing, which is repentance. We need to repent in order to be in a right place with God before he returns. So I hope that you can join us then, and I will see you next time.